Sit down, strap in, and granny put your teeth in your pocket. Lead Lap Radio, powered by HMS Motorsport. The leader in motorsport safety starts now. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another week of Motorsports Conversation. We are live on the Performance Motorsports Network. You may listen to us there at uh, the PMN Radio app. It's a free download for whatever device you have. Just go to your device's app store. And we're also live on WSIC-TV 25.2 in Charlotte. And that's where we're based from right now, sitting in the WSIC studios, Statesville, North Carolina. My name is Tom Baker. I am joined for the first time, and it is my honor to be joined by the first time by the G-Man. And uh, G-Man here going to be my sidekick or partner in crime, as I like to call it. I think that's a better description. Yeah, it's a much better, yeah, for us. I'm, I think it is. Uh, partner in crime on Monday nights for Lee Lap, presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. And uh, we've got um, James Mellick. We call him Red. Uh, he is uh, sitting at the controls, keeping us on TV and the radio quite nicely. And I love this show. And let me tell all of you why I love this show so much tonight. We're talking modifieds. We've got Andy Sice and Woody Pitcat on the show, two of the top modified drivers on the East Coast. Andy also running ARCA and doing a fine job of that as well. But uh, we're looking forward to talking to both of them because it won't be too long. And one of the biggest races of the year, one of the big fall shows that uh, happens here in the Southeast, the North-South Shootout going to be taking place. And it's going to happen at Hickory Motor Speedway for the first time ever. We'll talk about that a little later in the show. So uh, those are our two guests. We're going to start, though, with some conversation about uh, the truck series race from uh, Martinsville because, well, it was a Martinsville truck race. And it, it was, was every bit of that, wasn't it, G-Man? I mean, it was a typical Saturday night shootout at Martinsville Speedway. Tom, first of all, it's an honor to be here sitting next to you in the studios tonight. I want to thank everybody and uh, thank the good Lord above for giving us this opportunity. Yeah. But Saturday night at the Martinsville Speedway, Saturday, folks, it started out to be a typical Saturday Martinsville attitude. Everybody a little tense. This is going into the countdown now. And the thing that's on everybody's mind is the points chase going in. Trucks will be going to Phoenix next uh, in a couple of weeks here. But, you know, the mindset Saturday was where are we going to be? Is it strategy for Saturday or what's it going to be? This was the call. Well, there was no question that this was going to be a throwdown. I mean, you just had two. It, it, there were too many guys too close. First of all, if you were a playoff driver on Saturday at Martinsville, you were going into the race thinking that you needed to win. Um, the, you know, there, it, especially for uh, you know anybody but Brett Moffitt, really. Um, and if you were a playoff series driver in the Truck Series, going coming out of Martinsville, you're now thinking you got to win the next race at ISM in Phoenix because um, the only one who really did anything to talk about. At the end, everybody had problems. Every single one of the playoff drivers, except for Ross Chastain, who somehow managed to finish second. And Todd Gilliland getting the win, long time coming for Todd. And I couldn't be happier because the, the, that's a young man who was in position about six times last year to, to win in the truck series. Had I mean, everything but the Castro oil sludge <laughs> fall on him over the course of the year and just couldn't get it done. And this year... He has just struggled. And, you know, 
finally gets his win. Uh, and of course, you know, we all heard about the the post checkered flag moment on the radio when he told Kyle Bush that he can stay in his blankety blank motorhome. Um, you know, I think that was a little bit of uh you know, telling Kyle he was the best boss on the planet with one finger for all the times that... Uh, that wasn't a victory finger now. No, it wasn't a victory <laughs> finger. Um, for all the times that Kyle, uh, you know, was... I mean, look, Kyle's been very critical of the performance of both Todd and Harrison Burton all year long. And he's, you know, he's done it very publicly in, in multiple times. And so um, I think Todd just felt like at the moment, it, you know, it was sort of like... You know, there, I showed you. Um, and then he apologized later, which he should have in my book. But I understand where it came from. And, and Todd has really struggled, uh, I think, you know, mentally all year long. And finally, you know, was able to sort of kick that monkey off his back and, and enjoy the, the spoils of victory. We're pretty sure. In fact, I would go so far as to say I'm totally sure Todd's not coming back to Kyle Busch Motorsports in 2020. And I would have said that even before this weekend and the, the win in the comment. Um, I think you'll see Todd at DGR driving for his dad is where I think you'll see him go. But um, he really did a good job. And Chastain, again, somehow out of all the mess that took out all the other playoff trucks, Chastain comes out of this with a second-place finish um, because that's what Ross Chastain has done all year. He's, he's just defied expectations. Well, that's true because, the you know, the first segment of that race time, when you sit back and you look at it, the first segment was relatively run smooth. It was pretty clean. Uh, we didn't have any real track issues. Only track issues that the drivers were dealing with was prior to it in the qualifying. Uh, the drivers had the same issue, hard compound on the tire. Yep. The, the cars were a little bit loose uh, coming in, coming out. Some had rear tire chatter on the right rear. Uh, a lot of that was just normal Martinsville, if you ask me, and, and, and get technical. But when it come down to the actual race, the first segment, I think, was run with a lot of smart uh, drivers were trying to feel their way, trying to figure out the pit yep. stop strategy, uh, trying to figure out, keep their line on the track because, you know, Martinsville technically is really not a two groove track. It's a one groove racetrack. Yeah. So trying to figure out where they want to be track position is a key at Martinsville. Um, and, and, and Gilliland basically did what a, a driver should do. Try to stay in his line, try to figure out track position, where he wants to be, yep. listen to his crew chief and drive a smart race. That's really, that's, that's the secret. And, you know, he, he was able, you know, Chastain was able to come, come through to get second. You got, um, you've got, uh, if you look at the, the playoff drivers, Brett Moffitt finished 29th accident. Okay. Tyler Ankrum 25th accident. Matt Crafton was running, but he, he had a messy day as well. Finished 23rd. I mean, you know, it just, the list just keeps on growing. Um, you know, Stuart Friesen managed a sixth place finish, so he didn't do too bad. But, you know, these guys got the playoff guys really got beat up pretty badly at, at Martinsville. And that that really sets up a, a very intriguing um, situation for these, you know, the next couple of races here. Because, of course, you know, the next race they go to, they're not running Texas this weekend. So the next race they go to is ISM, and whereas we went into Martinsville with everybody within about, uh, you know, 16, 17 points, now you got uh, Stuart Friesen, uh, Ross Chastain, and Austin Hill behind Moffitt, and 
Hill is only nine points ahead of Crafton, who's in fifth. And then you've got um, Tyler Ankrum in sixth. Um, I mean, it is not looking good. Ankrum's got to win and Crafton's got to win, basically, um, unless Austin Hill and or Ross Chastain have really bad days at ISM. Pretty much Crafton or Ankrum better go win the race uh, if they're going to go to Homestead and run for a championship. So the only two I would really consider safe now are Moffat and Friesen. Well, yeah. you know, it, it, you know. Uh, it looked good for a while from Moffat there when he was running. Uh, the first segment, like I say, it seemed like um, he pretty much had the truck dialed in. He was running good. Second segment come along. We were caution flag plagued throughout from the second yeah. segment. Uh, Crafton right off the bat, the start of the second segment there, battery issues. Yep. Brought him in, put him eight yeah, laps down. Day. Yeah, put him right off the bat. And uh, next thing you know, we're piling him up coming out of turn number three. We're racking yep. up eight trucks right there. Uh, our top leader, Friesen, the 52 truck, he's involved in the crash right there. Uh, you know, Bell got involved in that crash right yep. there. So it just started snowballing one after another after another. Next thing you know, the the, the three runners there, uh, Hill and, and all them, they're dropping out. One, two, yep. three. And then now the race is on. Chastain, he, he's basically in position now. But you know what this has created now, Tom? This Martinsville deal, if you look back at the history, three out of five of the races that have been run at Martinsville here, the champ, the, the winner of the race has actually gone on to the championship. But now, Dillon has kind of thrown a, a wild card into the mix well, right yeah, now. Yeah, because Gilliland's not in the playoffs. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, so we can throw that stat out. Exactly. Now, what do we do from here? Do we Well, let's. if you look at actually the playoff standings right now versus the regular points, the playoff standings, you've got, if you look at uh, Friesen's 10 back, Chastain is, is 20 back um, uh, uh, behind Moffitt. But when you look at the cutoff, okay, Austin Hill is nine points to the good. Crafton's nine to the bad, and Ankrum's 15 to the bad. So, again, um, in playoff terms, they're all still close, but here's the problem. If you're below the cutoff like Crafton and Ankrum are James going into this, this is, this is it. Phoenix is it. ISM is it. If you're going into this race below the cutoff, you got to be thinking, I'm going to win the race. Yeah, for sure. I don't care if it's only nine points. Um, for, for Crafton, you've got to go in thinking I got to win. And if you're Austin Hill, you better be thinking to win. Chastain's probably okay. As long as he doesn't have a meltdown, but I still say Moffat and Friesen are the only two that are, that are actually safe. I agree with you on that because there's not, um, as many competitive trucks. Right. I mean, there's always competitive, uh, vehicles, but there's not as many, uh, at the top tier of those guys. And I think for them, to pass who they have to pass with everybody being right there under a blanket, right? Uh, you have to win the race. Well, that's what I think. What you want to say is there's more competitive trucks than than there are playoff guys at this point. Uh, there are those two, but I'm talking more like the guys who are the ones fighting to get into that round. They're right on anchor. Yeah, they're right on top of each other all the time. Yeah, like they're piled on top right. of each other under a blanket. Right. So for one of those two to get there, they have to win the race. Well, that's exactly yeah. That yeah, was that's kind, what yeah, I was that's, saying. That's yes. a good way to say it. Yeah, and Austin Hill generally is there with them. Yep, they're you know, all right there with Moffitt, each other. Friesen and Chastain are the ones that are normally up front. You know, running more yep. for the wins. Um, so it's going to be interesting. This is really a. Uh, uh, an interesting scenario. We're going to talk more trucks later if we have time, but uh, we got to step aside. When we come back, we'll talk cup at Martinsville back with more of lead lap presented by HMS Motorsport on PMN radio and WSIC TV right after this.
You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute, in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444, Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! <gasps> it's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, this is Ross Chastain. You're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now, back to the show. Well, we're just talking about Ross Chastain. He brings us back for break. See how that works? Welcome back to Lee Lab, presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com. Tom Baker, G-Man, and Red all uh, gathered around the studio uh, at WSIC in Statesville, North Carolina, talking racing. You can uh, listen to us live on PMN Radio. That's a free app. Or, uh, of course, we have the link every week that we post uh, to the player directly. If you go to the Race Chaser Media Facebook page, um, it's, uh, it's there as well. And, of course, if you don't catch us live one week, you can still hear the show. Just go to your favorite podcast platform. doesn't really matter which one it is. Spotify, TuneIn, Apple, um, Google, whichever. Um, 
It's uh, where I'm most of them. Just search Race Chaser Radio and all of our uh, shows are there. So um, we're happy to come to you no matter how you're listening to us. But on tonight's show, we've got upcoming Andy Sice and Woody Pitcat. We're uh, chatting right now about um, Martinsville, and we're going to talk cup here in a minute. If you want to give us a call and uh, share your thoughts with us throughout the show, you're welcome to do that. 704-873-1400. 704-873-1400 is the number. Just uh, give us a call, and we'll um, get you on the air and talk uh, racing with you. If you want to talk to our guests when they're on, you can do that too. 704-873-1400. Okay, cup at Martinsville. <laughs> we all know what happened after the race, but let's get to that uh, in due course. Let's talk about the race itself. It, again, it was basically a typical Martinsville shootout. Um, and, and I think that a lot of us were focused on Denny Hamlin. I actually picked William Byron to win the race, so I was almost right. William did an almost. outstanding job. Yeah, the problem is almost counts in horseshoes and hand grenades, there and that's go. about it. Um, <laughs> but uh, Martin Truex just... I mean, the man just... 64 laps of domination, brother. He walked in and just destroyed the field. I mean, this wasn't... This was this was a, a good old-fashioned butt-whooping, um, which is not the first time we've seen this kind of thing from Truex and Pern, but it's I think it's the first time since they've been running for Gibbs that they've beat a field this badly. Um, he had a great car, and they the, the pit stops worked out. I mean, everything just went their way, basically. He was able to stay out of the messes. Um, and William Byron had a shot at him at the end. He got to within about a car length and just he actually had him. No, Tom, at one point he got underneath him. Yeah. I mean, you know, just couldn't quite, uh, couldn't quite get to him. And, uh, it's, um, you know, it's a tough deal for the rookie, but, uh, you know what, that kid's learning fast. And I, I still think there's a shot that he wins one of the last two races, but if not, he's going to do some winning next year. Chad Canales has really uh, done a great job with him. So Truex, uh, I mean, what do you say? You know, you have one of those type deals happens every once in a great while where you get one car that just it's meant to be and they just dominate a field. And, and that's what Martin did. Well, he did 464 laps, Tom. But, you know, stop back and let's look at something here from the beginning of the race here. Their strategy was to go out there, pace themselves. Last year, if you remember what happened to Martin Truex at Martinsville, it was not a pleasant year for him no. in, in 2018. So his mindset was do whatever you have to do to win the race, be aggressive, be smart, drive. The pit crew was spot on. You cannot take that no. away. They were averaging 12 second to 12-2 on a pit stop, in and out, all the way up there from the number one spot. Uh, 464 laps. The only thing that was close to that was Kyle Petty in 1996, 494 laps. What an outstanding day Martin Truex and the pit crew did. You cannot take it away from him, brother. At one point, I remember Brad did the same thing. I think it was last year when Brad dominated Martinsville, right? spring. Or the spring. spring race. Yeah. Said, it's two yeah. races back-to-back yeah. been dominated yeah. by a driver. Which is yeah. very unusual. And, yeah. you know, of course, Brad's luck flat ran out in this one. Um, he finished third, but... You know, it wasn't an easy time to get there. He he had to, to really work for it, uh, but he did manage a top three finish. Um, you know, again, Byron second, Keselowski, Denny Hamlin finished fourth. Again, a lot of us were keying on him, and um, Ryan Blaney rounded out the top five. And, you know, again, a lot of these playoff guys had issues in this race. And um, and honestly, I thought that the the one driver that I thought would do much better than he did was Kyle Busch managed a 14th place finish, but... You know, right now, Kyle is, I mean, sure, he's still up top of the points, but 
Kyle's really limping along on playoff points at this at this juncture. He's if Kyle's going to go to Homestead, he might be able to limp in, but I think he's at least got to run top three, top five to ensure himself a good spot. Once you get to Homestead, then everything's zero and it's the best finish. But I'm not feeling Kyle Busch is the champion right now unless they find a little more speed. Now, and you know, going into Texas next week here. Um, you got to look at last year, Kevin Harvick, just, I mean, he dominated Texas yeah. last year and, and Kyle Busch, um, his playoff chances. Now we're talking, we got down to a narrow down point now after Texas here. You're right. Kyle Busch is, is for some reason, uh, he's struggling. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Martinsville was not his key track in the past. Um, you know, he's had great luck at all the tracks. He's won at every racetrack we've got. Yeah. And this past Sunday at Martinsville, it just did not seem to be Kyle Bush's. And I have to agree with you, Tom. There's something going on over there that has brought him down to where he he has been over the last several races. Yeah. Uh, he just does not seem to have that edge. Uh, it's not the crew. It's not... No, I, I don't know. I can't put my finger on well, it. Well, it's just, I, you know, every driver kind of goes through these cycles. And, you know, Kyle, Kyle started off real strong, and then he's kind of chilled out. Uh, the last handful of races or so, um, you know, again, I, he's very good at Texas. He's actually very good at ISM, but, you know, I believe what I see. I don't much, you know, last year was a different package, remember? So, you know, Harvick was basically the owner of Phoenix for mm-hmm. about three or four years. But again, I mean, Kevin hasn't been finished seventh, but he hasn't been spectacular this year at all. Um you know, it's one of those situations where you go in and you look at who's hot, and I'm I'm still looking at Truex and, and Hamlin right now and saying, well, there's your two guys that, and 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 I would throw Logano in there as well. There's your there's your three guys out of the four that I think could could really. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see. I think Texas is going to tell us a big story about what we go into ISM with as far as the last race because. Um, if anyone sort of breaks out of the pack at Texas, it's uh, it's going to change things again. But right now, I'm saying Truex, Hamlin, and and Logano are your are your three to worry about. That's exactly what I was about to say. I was about to say a lot of people looked at this round here and probably thought Martinsville is the wild card race of yep. the entire thing. But yep. honestly, when you look at it now, the wild card race in this round is Texas because you have so many drivers that can go out there and win at Texas um, that or not even A, chase drivers, or B, that are chase drivers, right. they could do it. So I think Texas is going to be the one that's the wild card in this round. I mean, go ahead. No, I agree with that, too, because, you know, it used to be in the past, everything relied on Martinsville. Yeah. Everything fell into the Martinsville, where you finished at Martinsville and how you did, and that kind of determined where you were going from here. Exactly. But now, everything kind of went straight out the door at Martinsville. It was just kind of a real bad day for a lot of our top contenders. And now we're got to stop. We got to look ahead now. Okay, Cup cars are going to Texas. Trucks are going out to Phoenix next time. Uh, but right now with the Cup guys going, I'm I'm, I'm going to tell you what. I've got to take a look. You guys are saying Hamlin. You're saying Truex. As much as I enjoy Martin Truex and everything, I'm going to say the one you need to watch for will be Kevin Harvick. Well, I really think Harvick has got the package for Texas. And and Sunday's race at Martinsville. All the, the the clutter and cluster that went yeah. on Sunday, Kevin Harvick seemed, and, and Joey Logano and a few of the other ones, they found a way to stay out of trouble. Yeah. But Kevin Harvick's team dominates on the super tracks, and for some reason, I just think that 
Martinsville, to him, was not a big issue, but I think you're going to see him come back at Texas and and do a dominating deal. Well, he's going to need to because, again, looking at the playoff standings and, and, and using the cutoff here, Logano's on the bubble right now, mm-hmm. and, and he's 14 above Kevin Harvick. So that's, that is – that's a, almost half of half a race, okay? Because mm-hmm. um, half a race would be twenty. Um, he's fifteen ahead of Ryan Blaney. Now Larson's twenty-four back, and Elliott's forty-four. Elliott has to win. There is no scenario no. where Elliott advances unless he wins, and he's the other guy of your guys that are below the cutoff. He's the guy I'm watching because he was fast the other day. He was really fast enough to win. He's in, you know, I mean, the car broke. He can have a good day. So when when Chase Elliott goes to Texas and he goes to ISM, he's going to be a contender to win at both tracks. And I believe I believe in Chase Elliott being able to pull that off. Harvick's got to overcome almost half a race to get up into the top four. So somebody in the top four is going to have to have an off day for Kevin Harvick to overcome that deficit and sneak in. He's again, if you're below the cutoff, you better be thinking I got to go win a race. Well, the thing that I look at too, last year, Kevin Harvick led 177 laps yeah. in last year's race. Okay. Anybody else that was even close to that Keselowski, 50 laps, Logano, 54 laps, there was nobody really, I mean, that was able to dominate like Kevin Harvick. But now, don't get me wrong, it's a whole new ball game, new package yep. this year coming in. Things could change. Harvick has not been as dominant with this package. That's right. That's Back what I'm Stuart saying. Stuart Haas in general hasn't been as dominant with this package. So it could be a crapshoot yeah. either way. But I, I somewhat have to look at what you're saying, no, too, guys. You and Red both. I'm going to say that Logano, watch out. It's, well, see, again, Joey always shows up. Mm-hmm. at the end of the year. Yep. You know, and I think we kind of, I know I did, we kind of sold him out for Martinsville. But here again, there he was. And, you know, I I mean, Joey is definitely the the, the one to watch the next couple of weeks if you're, if you're looking at the top four. But that's what I said. It's Truex, Hamlin, and Logano out of the top four. I am not feeling Kyle Busch at this point in time. No, see, I think, I'm just looking at all the Gibbs stuff here. I'm looking at the numbers and all that going into Texas like you are. I mean, Jimmy's won there. And I believe all four of the drivers at Gibbs have won there. Yeah. Eric's won in a truck, not a cup car. Right. Correct. But I believe all of them have. So yeah. there's going to be a tough crowd. So it's yeah. going to be a crapshoot. It is definitely going to be a crapshoot. With that, we're going to step aside. When we come back, we're going to switch to one of my favorite topics, ground pounders. We're talking modifieds. When we come back on Lead Lap, presented by HMS Motorsport, don't go away, Andy Sice, on deck. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at 
BSRinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Valero Fireproof Underwear, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent you. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Hey, this is Reed Wilson, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Lead Lab. We continue with the program this evening. Tom Baker, the G-Man in red, gathered around in the WSIC studios in Statesville, North Carolina. We are live on PMN Radio. That's the Performance Motorsports Network. And also uh, on WSIC TV 25.2 in Charlotte, Daystar TV 25.2. If you'd like to uh, watch us in the Charlotte market, you can do so live. It's over the air, so you just need one of them. They're ugly antennas, and uh, you can pick us up for absolutely free of charge. So uh, tell all your friends to go get antennas. You want to just get rid of cable anyway. What good's that? Uh, on the strutmasters.com guest line... We have none other than, I, I just love it when Andy Sice comes on one of our shows. He's one of my favorite guests. We haven't talked to him in a while. Glad to have him back. Andy Sice, hello, man. What what you been up to? Oh, I mean, living the dream, right? That's what everybody says. Absolutely. Yeah. You've got, uh, you're, I know you're working on boats, but you're also uh, getting ready to race a car. And uh, G-Man uh, kind of helped me get all this set up with you to, to talk about what's going on at the shootout, I'm pretty psyched about this because you and Eddie Harvey did some damage for a little while in the uh, Southern modified scene, and um, glad that uh, you two are getting back together and bringing bringing the band along with you and uh, chasing another shootout victory. Andy, good evening, yeah. brother. Good evening. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Hey, listen, real quick before you get going, 
it's an honor and a pleasure again to have you with us again, man. And uh, you and Harvey, looking for the 2019 shootout here. Um, first question, I just got to ask you real quick here, brother. You got the old team coming back. You got some reunion here with the old band, as Tom said, uh, going into the shootout here 2019. Tell us about your confidence level, brother. Uh, pretty pretty high. I mean, in, in all honesty, uh, the closer it gets, the more excited I get. Eddie's been sending me pictures um, of the car and, and just really excited, you know, like you guys said, to kind of reunite with the team that, we were on top of the world there for quite a while. Yes, you and, were. Uh, life was good, and uh, it, just everywhere we went, you, you know, I, I just felt like it was ours for the taking, and um, I, I don't see any reason we can't get right back into the groove of things when we get to Hickory. How did you? How did this all come about that you two decided to uh, to get back together for this race? It's actually been quite a while, Flynn. Eddie, Eddie asked me in the spring, and uh, you know. Uh, Eddie's been having a few different drivers in his car, and it was pretty neat for him to ask me. And he said, well, before, you know, a different driver asked me, before it fills it up, do you want to do it? And I said, of course. And we always try to do some stuff together. Um, You you know, our day-to-day racing careers aren't intertwined at the moment. But uh, even when we we parted ways, we knew we we didn't want to get too far away from each other. And... um, you know, we, we always said we'd do, you know, what we could with, with each other. So this presented the opportunity, and I'm, I'm, you know, glad that he reached out to me. Very appreciative that he offered me such a potent car. And, you know, where it's down in Hickory, North Carolina, and a lot of our old crew that's based in the North Carolina, Virginia, can, can all make it. So it's going to be pretty awesome. One thing, Andy, that... Um... I'm sure probably weighed real heavy with Ed and uh, made things great for him and the team was knowing that you relocated back down here to the uh, North Carolina area, uh, putting this team back together for this race here. Uh, a lot of prestige and a lot of honor and a lot of um, um, respect comes out of the North-South shootout. Now. But it's a whole different ball game now. It's a different racetrack. The last time you ran, I believe, was at the Concord Motor Speedway, correct? Yeah, exactly. This would be the first year uh, for it at Hickory, and, and we were lucky enough to, uh, Eddie and, and myself and the team, we won back in 2016, the North South Shooter at Concord. And I'm uh, pretty upset that, that there's art, uh, is not going to be any more racing there, and, but I'm glad that I was able to get the win there, a track that, you know, I, I think is pretty tough, you know, so to, to have my name on that trophy is pretty neat. Um you know, Hickory will be tough. Last time I ran there, uh, finished second to Matt Hirschman. I know Matt Hirschman will be there, and he'll be tough. So uh, I'm, I'm glad that we got those laps in, and we're really looking forward to just learn what we what we could that time I was there and build on it. Well, you got a whole different package now going into the shootout with a different car. Uh, some of the setups are different, shock packages, uh, tire compounds. Things have changed since 2016. Your strategy going into the new race at Hickory now, uh, I'm sure you and Ed have had time to sit down and discuss a few things, but kind of lay out a little bit of what maybe a game plan or strategy you got to go into Hickory with here now and uh, how you're going to approach this track. Now, you've got some time on it. Ed's got some time. But how are you and the team going to set up now and kind of look at this strategy for going into Hickory now for the shootout? 
well, you know, Hickory, Hickory is its own little track where it's worn out, it's bumpy, and it presents its own challenges about wearing out tires. But um, given the opportunity and the, the multiple change tires and, and being in such equipment, I think we want to go out there and be as fast as we can. You know, it might sound silly. Of course, everybody wants to be as fast as they can. But um, in the past, it's at Concord and, 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 you know, the places that Eddie and myself won at, a lot of it was patience just because of the old worn-out tracks. But I think with the new tire, I'm, I'm going to go as hard as I can every lap. And when the tires wear out, i got a great fit crew. And all the guys getting back together, when we come to pit road, I'm confident we'll come out towards the front. So, like I said, I mean, it's, it's kind of a dream team. And uh, I, I don't see any weakness in our game. I'm, I'm really excited, really looking forward to it. It's an interesting strategy because – you know, again, it's still a long race, and I know it. the track's not quite as big as Concord was. It's not a trial, but, you know, it is a, a track where tires certainly can go away in a hurry. I don't think it's quite to Myrtle Beach level, but uh, <laughs> it's definitely a, a, a track where you, you do have to manage the tires, but you're, you're saying kind of throwing that theory out the window and just going as hard as you can. Um, that's a that's a different kind of a strategy for this one. Do you think everybody's going to do that? No, I don't think everybody's going to do it. But um, and you know, people that know me know that's not typically my strategy. But uh, that's where my confidence level's at. That's where uh, I think the car will be at. We're, we're looking to go have some fun. You know, we don't get to race together a lot, so let's go and, and let everybody know we're there for sure. Well, I uh, I'm quite sure when they see that car come in, they're going to know that you're there. Uh, I mean, when you look at, when you look at this race at Hickory and you look at the, the, the drivers that you're going to be running against, you mentioned Matt Hirschman and, you know, Matt's a driver that's kind of like that too. He likes to, you know, he likes to run up front and, you know, it's such a deep field for this race every year um, because it's the end of the season and nobody's worried about points anywhere else. It's kind of just, Hey, let's go run the shootout. Um, you know, pretty interesting that uh, that they're holding it at Hickory, and I think this is really a whole new chapter for the event, and I I feel like this is the perfect track for it. Yeah, people have been talking about that for years, you know. Uh, I always loved Concord. I really did, because we didn't go there very much. Um, you know, Caraway was a great racing track for it for a while, but there's so many modified races there that, um, you know, it just didn't, I don't think, had the specialness. So pretty excited that the Hackett family's bringing it over to Hickory Motor Speedway. And, you know, it, it, it's just one of the most famous short tracks in the country. In my Absolutely. The, the history there, yep. the great racing. There's going to be a, a solid two grooves, uh, sometimes three when people make poor decisions. But I'm sure it'll happen plenty of times throughout the race. And, um you know, there, there's no reason not to have it there. It's, it's all good reasons to have it there. Well, one thing, Andy, that uh, going into Hickory, you've got some track time over there. You're kind of used to the way the track is. But I think the biggest mindset is knowing that the nutrition rate on tires with the new compound, the surface of that track over there, uh, I think in your mind, that's got to play and way heavy on you and the crew knowing that the tires and the amount of tires that you're going to be allowed to run um, you're going to have to have some kind of a strategy on how you're going to spread them tires out throughout the race. Um, have you guys given that any consideration yet about the compound with the new compound and the track surface? Yeah, uh, I'm awesome. I think we'll be able to run harder. And, 
obviously throughout practice that's going to be key is just kind of the communication between myself, Eddie, and the crew and getting the car to where I can run hard all the time, the whole time. So, um, you know, it, it'll be interesting. One of the things that's always been good about the North-South shootout is the, the tire strategies. You know, we get a bunch to change. So you could do four at once. You could mix it up. You could do, you know, four different right rears if you wanted to. Definitely something that makes it exciting, and that's why cars will be coming and cars will be going. But like I said, we're, we're going to look to get that car to where we could drive it hard every lap. Well, that's good. I'm, I'm glad because that's something, like I say, in the past, the tri-oval down there at Concord, Andy, uh, has always been a very tough track to um, uh, to figure out, being the fact, you know, out of turn one into the tri-oval section, the high side of the back there and come down, it wears on the tire. you got a flat turn coming out of three down to the front straightaway, some bank in one, two. Hickory is a it's a whole different animal. It's a whole different ball game right there. And tires, like I say, are going to be the big factor, I think, for most of the guys. Uh, competition level, a lot of the Southern boys, uh, the Myers boys are going to definitely be running down there. Uh, last question. Uh, we'll have to get it to the, to the next segment here. But, uh, Andy, listen, real quick, all I can tell you is, man, you are – Definitely teamed up with a great uh, individual, Ed Harvey, EHR Racing, the crew that you had before. Uh, man, I'll tell you what, you got it going on, brother. You guys definitely are looking for that victory. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, like I said, every day it gets closer, I get a little bit more excited. And been texting Eddie today, and he sent me pictures of the cars done on the ground. And, you know, I mean, that just shows they're they're ready. You know, that, that, oh, yeah. that car is ready to go. and. Uh, it, just, it just gets you that much more pumped up. Well, we're going to uh, put Andy into the wonderful land of hold uh, while we uh, step aside and do a little business. When we come back more with Andy Sice, we're going to talk a little bit about his other type of racing that he likes to do, the Arca Series, because that's changed a little for next year. More of the show after this. Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles. And now we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider Complete Motorcycle Air Suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider Air Shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider Motorcycle Air Suspension at Strutmasters.com. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, 
BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speeds, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Jesse Love and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. This is Jesse Love. Get himself a nice uh, top five finish out in the Southwest SRL Southwest Tour event out in uh, out in California over the weekend at Kern County. Jesse's uh, not had the season he would have liked with Nate Clower Motorsports in that uh, in that series. So uh, good to see that team finally finish a race with a top five run, so they can show what they can do. Uh, welcome back to Lee Lap, Tom Baker and the G Man. Hanging out, talking racing. Red is with us, punching buttons, keeping us on the air in both senses, video and audio. And we've got Andy Seiss, one of our favorite guests on the show, with us once again. We bring him out from the strutmasters.com guest line. And Andy, I want to switch gears for a bit. We talked modifies the last segment. I want to talk ARCA because you've been, you and our motorsports been doing uh, some ARCA races for a while now. And of course, ARCA's undergone a lot of changes. Um, over the course or will for 2020, um, NASCAR, NASCAR purchasing the series. So we'll let Andy get a glass of water there. Uh, NASCAR purchasing the series um, and uh, kind of reinventing it for 2020 in a sense, because now the K&N series East and West become ARCA Remax East and West. We get a common set of rules. You've still got uh, about 20 or so ARCA kind of, elite or big time races um what uh talk about first of all talk about um arca a little bit you know what you've been doing in in this year's season for you in arca and you know talk about how you feel that the changes will affect you positively or negatively for uh 2020 um well you know i mean we, we got into arca i think both chris hour and myself uh, just had a dream of going to Daytona, and originally uh, we did it separately. He did it with Tommy Barrett. I did it with car owner Brian Doza, and neither of us got in, which I'm not ashamed to say because it's one of those things. Um, you know, I, I joke around, and I use the quote from the League of Their Own all the time. It's supposed to be hard. Yes, The hard exactly. is what makes That's it true. great. And, um, you know, it, it made me humble. It made me want it even more, so the next time, we went to Daytona. It was Chris Hour and myself teamed up. And 
that's what started it was just the, the Daytona and, and the Arca Bernard series really gave um, the blue collar racer a good shot. And I, I think anybody that knows me, I mean, that's probably a good way to describe myself. Right. I mean, you, you, you know, and uh, it, it takes a lot of money no matter what level you're at, but it wasn't wind tunnels and it wasn't pull-down rigs and chassis dynos. I mean, we built those cars in my garage. And just kind of some ingenuity and, and help from family, my, my dad, my, my parents out there, my wife. I mean, everybody in the garage. Uh, my future brother-in-law, John, who became crew chief. I mean, it was it was great. So I love the ARCA series for that reason. And with the merger, I, I don't see anything bad from it happening. You know, they've kind of opened up the rules to where you can run K&N and ARCA cars together. That's um, one big thing, engine-wise, and some other rules they're merging there. So that's huge because what was K&N and is now ARCA Menard East and West, and then I guess the ARCA National Series, Right. you know, we can, we can show up to any of those races. So that opens it up pretty good for not only our team, but, but any. So that's, that's pretty awesome, and and the national series, you know, the old ARCA series, got that much closer, um, I'd say, to like the truck series schedule, but also keeping its integrity of, you know, a diverse schedule, which has been awesome because it's always been, uh, I think, one of the greatest schedules because you're on Daytona, then you're on a dirt track, then you're on a road course, you know, then you're at mile and a half, and then back to a short track. So it's always been good that way. It kept its integrity and. I think uh, 2020 will be really big. Tell us about your season to date in the ARCA series. You know, we're, we're a part-time team. We ran Daytona, Talladega, Charlotte. Um, we, we fielded a car at Michigan. And, um, you know, we're, we're growing every year. And, uh, you know, we've got some big news coming out pretty soon and, and some uh, developing and, and making the team bigger and better. Chris Hours you know, giving us all the tools and really kind of, you know, just showing his faith in what we're doing, which makes me feel better, you know, as smart and a successful man he is, the fact that he's, uh, you know, always putting into it, always trying to grow a lot is pretty amazing. So this year was kind of a building side on on the business side of things, you know. Um, I always say that I I make racing decisions based on 16-year-old me. And <laughs> what I mean, well, what I mean by that is, you know, uh, 16-year-old me probably give my left foot to drive last at any race in the, the top three series, day, sure. you know? And I don't want to get to the point where you say, well, I don't want to go run that race, you know, uh, I don't have a shot at that. And, you know, which obviously goes through our mind. doesn't matter if we're running uh, Star Speedway, my home track, or Daytona, but we're lucky to be doing what we're doing. So uh, 16-year-old me would say, okay, do it. So that's what we do. But 32-year-old me has got a wife, a mortgage, two kids. And, um, you know, I, I don't get to quite throw my bag in the truck and, and drive across the country to hopefully get my pit pass taken care of anymore. And uh, <clears throat> so life, life was a little different this year. Like I said, on the business side of things, building up the race team, making some uh, – some better decisions but next year one of the big things on my goal is just to be racing more and 
We actually brought the uh, my dad's number 70 modified down to North Carolina. Um, he's spending more time down here. We're still going to take it up, up home and race it, but I'll have it here this winter to kind of pick away at it. Have it ready. I want to be ready to race at, at every opportunity next year. Like I said, this year I didn't race as much as I wanted to. We, we had some great races and good finishes, but we need to get back into top form for next year. See, G-Man, did you see how slick Andy was there? We tried to get him. There's a there's a presser, press conference on Wednesday at the NASCAR Hall of Fame. He's peddling it. Our Motorsports <laughs> is going to make a big announcement. And did you see how we tried to get him to give us yeah, breaking yeah. news? And he just danced right around it. Well, that yeah. was as slick as an Exxon Valdez oil spill. I'm going to tell you right now, he couldn't put a better move on a modified than he just <laughs> did right there. But, Andy, listen, I got a question for you here. And, and I'm not going to – I know Tom's got one in the hip pocket for you, but – the transition here, Andy, coming down south, open wheel modified, modified tour, jumping into the ARCA Remax and, and this ARCA deal here, kind of give us an idea of what it was like with your family and how the adjustment was made, uh, because I'm all about traditions, I'm all about the families and histories and stuff. Was it a was it a very hard transition for you, the wife and the family, to adjust coming down south and going into this ARCA deal? You know, well, I, I originally moved down south. Two reasons: a to get closer to Eddie Harvey's team when we were running full time together, and um, you know, at the time we were traveling and leaving Friday nights from the boat shop, and and sometimes driving straight through, not even getting a place to sleep. Just uh, the, as the boat business gets in the summer, you know, I knew I had to leave by five o'clock, and uh, if there was a chance of getting a hotel room for four hours or so. And, all of a sudden, it's 7, 8 o'clock before you can leave, and you go, okay, well, that plan's out the window. So I was 25 years old, and I was getting more and more involved at the boat shop and, and, and more involved in running the service department with my dad and uh, living at home, putting every dime I had in the race cars. And if you uh, could see me back then, you would know that that was the truth. I mean, I didn't buy shoelaces if I didn't have to. I... I put it in the race car and about 25 my dad said okay uh time to time to grow up time to do something he said uh you can't live at home anymore which i was lucky he let me live there till 25 and you know had a place to work in the race cars and all that and he said one of us is going to move to north carolina he said you know you're getting more involved in the business and he goes i think you'll do well and you can take over you know the service part of the business and he's going to move to North Carolina. He wanted to be down. He goes, but I think you got a good thing going with Eddie. I think you should move to North Carolina. And what I tell everybody was, I wasn't really ready to grow up just yet. <laughs> he still wanted to be 16, right? <laughs> exactly. So uh, I said, well, I, I can't be running a business. And you know, that, that sounds like I'll be pretty tied down. So I better get out of here while I can. And packed up and moved to North Carolina. And, uh, bought a shop that just so happened to come on the house, so that was good. It was a it was a fixer upper for sure. But you know, uh, it wasn't. I'm not going to say it wasn't hard moving away from home. Moving away from home is obviously hard. Um, but I got an incredible support system, and you, you know, my family is with me every step of the way. Yep. Um, you, you know, my girlfriend and now wife Jen has been incredibly supportive. The whole, the whole deal. Like, hey, you want to move 900 miles away from home where you don't know anybody? And 
by the way, I'm not going to be around. I'm going to be in the race shop all the time. Uh, you know, so you'll be by by yourself in a house in a place you've never been. And she said, okay. And uh, so it's been incredible. But I, I'm very fortunate, like I said, not only my family, um, you know, my best friend from up north still comes and travels all the time. You, you know, so I'm very lucky. I wasn't, I was moving away, but, but I got the, the luxuries and the support um, that, you know, just made it, make it all possible because of the days that you don't know if you're doing the right things and all that. But the the other side of why I moved down south, and we, we uh, touched on it with Jacob Perry a little bit on your show, Greg, but uh, I got a lot of phone calls when I was in New Hampshire. And it was, hey, you want to drive a K&N car this weekend? Yeah, of course. All right, come over and get fitted for the car right now. And I said, well, I, I can't be there right now, but I'll drive straight through the night. I'll be there in the morning. Oh, never mind. And the phone would hang up. <laughs> and and bigger stuff, truck series stuff, you know, all wow. kinds of offers that just you have. I mean, when I tell you you had to be there in the moment, you had to be there in the moment. So, yes. um, you know, it, it's not about phone calls. It's not about Facebook posts. It's about, hey, I'm here. And, um, you know, the, the, the story of how Jeff Bodine drove for Rick Hendricks, that sat out front of his office for, what was it, eight hours. Yeah, yeah, he did. That's out, true. Oh, Rick Hendrick was waiting for Tim Richmond to show up, and Jeff Bodine said, well, you can wait for him or I'm here now. And that was was big of it. And um, The other thing, you know, I, I didn't grow up with millions of dollars behind me. I had all the support in the world, but financially we were never able to really write a check like a lot of these right. things were asking for. So uh, one of the things I've always been able to offer is labor. And I love race cars. I mean, I love everything about racing. You're, you're not going to be able to find me talk much negative about it. But uh, my opportunities came from working late at night. And then, you know, with the Hour Motorsports, it was, I had a shop to offer, Chris. Yep. You know, I didn't have yep. a check, but I had a shop. I had toolboxes. I got welders and saws. And my dad instilled the, the disease in me about buying tools. He gives me a hard time now, but... Um, you know, I just always wanted to make sure I had everything. And, you know, the first time we put those cars together was was tools that just kind of came at auctions and deals on Craigslist and now Facebook Marketplace and everywhere in between. So, um, you know, well, that was it. Packed up and, and moved to North Carolina for those reasons. Well, we're glad you did. And we're glad to have you back on the show. We got to step aside and uh, we got uh, one of your... Buddies, Woody Pickhead on deck here, but uh, we appreciate having you back. We're looking forward to seeing you at the North South Shootout, uh, Andy. Good luck with the uh, with with the reunion there. We hope that produces good things. Awesome, thank you guys for having me. That's Andy Sice. We we'll take a break. Woody Pitcat on deck when we return. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, 
or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science. It's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You could start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Ty Ingram, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. This is our number two. Of League Lap, presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com. And oh, by the way, if you need driver safety gear of any kind, or if you need radios, they have those too. There are two locations. You can go visit them, and they will work with you to personally figure out what you need for your specific type of motorsports uh, racing. Um, they are in Danvers, Massachusetts, and also down here in Mooresville, North Carolina. So HMS Motorsport. Dot com. We go back to the Strutmasters.com guest line, where none other than Woody Pitcat has joined us again. Been a while since we've had Woody on one of our Race Chaser Radio shows, and um, we need to do better in the future and get him on more often. Uh, you are on with Tom Baker and the G-Man, Woody, and uh, we're happy to have you back on the program and uh, excited to be talking to you tonight on Lap. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. How are you? Woody, what's uh, pretty happening? Good. Not too much. Uh, just watching a little baseball here. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, what could be the final? Be, final? I don't know if I'll be seeing any flashing or not happening tonight. Yeah. <laughs> well, probably won't be seeing uh, the president either. Uh, but, 
Could be the last <laughs> game of the series or not, depending on whether the Nationals can figure out how to win another game. Uh, so it should be right. interesting. But uh, uh, I know that uh, you were an awfully busy guy this year. I didn't realize, Woody, how um, how much racing you've actually done over the course of 2019. You, you're kind of like Savoir Faire. You're, you've been everywhere. Uh, yeah, yep, I did. definitely was busy. I, I don't know, I feel like every year I had to tell myself I'm going to slow down, and I either <laughs> yeah. have the same amount of races or I, I add more. But um, I ran two cars weekly at Thompson. Uh, International Speedway throughout the year, which they had a 10-race event show. Right. Uh, I ran the Modified Touring Series. Um, I missed a couple races towards the end of the year when yeah. uh, me and Danny Watt with the 82 kind of came up to, with an agreement just to go our separate ways and then sure. um, got together with Eddie Harvey for the last three remaining races, so I missed a couple there. And then uh, we chased the Tri-Track Series, which was five or six events um, with my Stan Mertz team, which was an SK that I used to race at Thompson. And uh, we, I actually, when I started with him, he was he had his car was on the Tri-Track Series. So we went back to that series uh, this year, which I think we, we all agreed was the right choice because it gave us a little bit more time to, uh, you know, to just have the car prepared instead of having to be going to Thompson, you know, once or twice uh, a month. So we went back to that, and then we did... Um, you know, a couple MRS races throughout and throw a couple late model races in there. And I have to say it was a pretty busy summer. <laughs> well, Eddie, uh, you come from a racing family, Woody. We talked about this a uh, few nights back there and um, generations of racing. You are a generation driver. Um, I believe you said you have eight championships under your belt now at this time. Is that correct? Yeah, I'd have to say throughout all the series, if you were to, to add them all up, it's a, like around seven or eight. I think when I was talking to you last and adding them. All right. Most um, of your most of your championships, though, came out of the Northeast. Uh, you were raised and born up at the Stafford Motor Speedway. Uh, eight championships. Are they all from the Stafford Motor Speedway, or are they from various tracks? No, they're all they're all various series. Um, I won two late model championships at Stafford. I won one SK Modified Championship. I finished second, probably. Uh, I don't know. I'd have to say at least six or seven times. I think it was it was something crazy like that. Um, I won two um, two uh, championships on the Valente Modified Racing Series. One was uh, last year, um, and then I had one uh, a late mile championship at up at Thompson and two SK championships up there. Now yeah, and then. You've never won anything in the ACT as far as a championship, though. Those were just. Um... Just ride time, more or less? Yeah. Um, I never really ran, like, the series enough to, to even compete um, for the act late models. It was We were just usually pick-and-choose races that I go to. Um, that's kind of the same thing. I finished second a couple times uh, this year. I finished second at both races at Thompson. And a few years back, I won uh, the race up at Loudoun. Um, but I haven't never really, like, ran enough you know, enough of the races to run for the for the championship in, on the Axe Series. Well, now, this year here, coming up 2020, I know Tom Tom and I both have a question um, to find out. You're going to be running full-time next year with the EHR uh, Ed Harvey deal, correct? Yeah, that's correct. That's what we're working on right now. Um, you know, I got, obviously I have one seat in the car that I ran in the last three races here. 
Um, then Andy Sice is going to fill in for me down at the North Star Shootout because my wife's expecting another baby within the next few days. So that's oh, wow. gonna yeah. obviously not work for for me. But um, you know, obviously they've had success in the past with Andy. So and they've you know won races at, at Hickory before. So I think they're you know I think they're both pretty excited to to be able to, to get back together to do that. And you know, obviously I'm looking to uh to, to be here and cheerlead for those guys and hopefully you know Andy can get the job done and get Eddie a win here get a win for you know at least this year but um yeah moving forward we're uh I'm going to look to try to get down there you know probably in December or 1st of January to put my uh to put my seat in the other car and um he's got two you know two well prepared beautiful race cars that are ready to go um, and we'll just do a couple little things to refresh them up for for next year, and we'll be ready to go for the, you know, for the opening once we see what the schedule is, and and then we'll be able to get going. Now, according to uh, Ed, though, I'm going to turn the mic over shortly back to Tom here. But according to Ed, he said he's got you slated to run a full tour season for 2020. Um, family adjustments uh, with the new baby coming and everything, Woody, uh, and and the schedule that you have. Um, how's the family set up for this for next year for 2020, uh, for you taking on the full tour season, everybody ready to make that adjustment? Yeah. I mean, I've obviously, my wife has been brought up in, in the racing family too. Um, her brother races uh, for everybody that, you know, for uh, maybe some people that don't know, um, Bobby Santos is my brother-in-law. So obviously I'm married to his sister. Yes. Um, they've been all brought up you know, with the racing and, um, Definitely. You know, I've been very, very fortunate and very lucky to have somebody that knows, you know, what I'm going through with the racing season, with the time to work on the cars and maintain the cars where I'm, I'm pretty lucky now where, um, I don't have to do that. I can pretty much just show up and drive. And obviously with Eddie being based down North Carolina and me being in Massachusetts, it doesn't give me a whole lot of time to, uh, to help w- with him on the car. But, um, but she understands. She's good. I mean, obviously, it's going to be a little bit harder uh, with a newborn, obviously, from right away. So now's the time, obviously, with the off season to be able to, to go through that. But, um, you know, moving forward, the, the modified tour is my, you know, first commitment. So um, the biggest thing is to, to see when these schedules come out for the other series and see what they look like. And if I'm going to have to slow down with, you know, possible – um, you know, not chase the MRS races and just do the tri-track or um, maybe take a step back from Thompson and, and not race there, then that's something that we'll have to sit down and talk about and look at. But as of right now, when I've talked to her, we've kind of, you know, kind of pretty much said the same schedule as, as this past year, which, you know, would be the tri-track series would stand, obviously the modified tour, um, you know, with Eddie Harvey and then, you know, the late model and the SK at Thompson with uh, Jeff Hartwell with the late model and Dan Avery with the SK. So that was going to be my next question was, what are you doing in the other divisions? So so tentatively, uh, depending on what the schedules turn out to be and whatever conflicts there might be, you're planning to try to mirror this year's schedule that you had as much as possible. Yeah, I pretty much think that. You know that's really what you know what makes sense. Um, you know the Thompson races work out good because they're on Sundays and Wednesdays. Um, you know, and my wife works three days a week, so she has a couple other days to to be with the kids. So like 
especially the Wednesday nights work good. And then obviously the weekends, most, most of the touring events are on a Friday or a Saturday. Uh, so that's the weekend. And then, you know, like I said, the Thompson races are Sunday. And then the, most of the tri-track races are on Saturday. So as long as there ain't conflictions, it, it works out pretty much good for all of our schedules. Um, so we'll just have to wait and see when the schedules come out and look and see, you know, what works and, uh, you know, play, play it by ear, really. I mean, that's kind of what we did this past year because you never know, you know, what the weather's going to do and if a race gets rained out and gets made up on a different date. Fortunately, the last couple times, the last couple years, we've wanted to go. Uh, there's a pretty big race out in Indiana called the Little 500. Yep. Uh, 500 laps uh, midget race that, her brother races and we went out probably three years ago now it was the first year of weston was born i believe so yeah it was three years ago and that was i'd have to say that it was by far the the best race that i ever went to <laughs> just by sitting oh, in the crazy and watch mm-hmm. oh it was unbelievable i've been to a few so, of them and it's insane that race is just insane uh and yeah. bobby is so good in in anything he drives that uh but he's really fun to watch the open wheel stuff. I grew up in Oswego, so, um, yeah. you know, loved watching him and still doing the supers and love it when you guys come in with the tour as well up there. So um, definitely excited about what you got planned for next year. And it sounds like variety is going to continue to be the spice of life for you. We got about 40 seconds left. Uh, how can pe- how can fans follow you if they want to do that? Um, the biggest thing right now, obviously, is the just, support the local racetracks that i race at or um they can find me on facebook i'm i don't i I have a twitter but i don't go on it i don't really know how to use it i have an instagram (laughs) but it's too much stuff so um like i said pretty much if you find me on facebook i'll usually accept you or you can private message me on facebook or or just come to the local racetracks and find me there well, we're excited that you and Eddie Harvey are teaming up next year. We're excited that Eddie's going to run the full-time tour and uh, wish you all the best. And uh, who knows, maybe we'll be chatting with you again as we get closer to the season when your schedule becomes more finalized. Okay, great. Look forward to that. Woody Pitcat, And we're going to step aside when we come back. More of Lead Lap presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Motorsports sales professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. 
Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science, it's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You could start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu, that's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication. But it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Lead Lap, presented by HMS Motorsport, the leader in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com. Also, of course, by strutmasters.com, the suspension experts. doesn't matter if you have a car or a motorcycle. If you want to improve your ride, just go to strutmasters.com or give Chip Lofton and the folks at Strutmasters a call, and they'll uh, tell you all you need to know about how they can help you do exactly that. Uh, they are awesome at what they do and also want to uh, acknowledge mycomputercareer.edu training for a better life if you are looking for a career change or maybe you're just uh, coming out of college or perhaps uh, out of uh, serving our country and you're looking for a first career mycomputercareer.edu has a free career evaluation you can take that and if you decide to pursue a career in it you can do so in as little as four months either online or at one of their seven campuses across the country my computer career is in fact training for a better life okay tom and the g-man and and red just uh chatting here at uh on lead lap wsic studio in statesville north carolina and g-man we've talked to two of the top modified drivers of course andy is they both branch out into other things and that's one of the things that I think, you know, people, unless you're from the Northeast, I don't think you can really appreciate the depth of racing just in New England alone. And you look at guys like Woody that do seven, eight different divisions. I mean, they're in late models, which they call pro stocks up there. Super late models are pro stocks in New England. Um, you know, they're in SK modifieds, which is like kind of a limited modified type deal. Sportsman modified. They're in NASCAR modifieds. They're in, they're just driving all kinds of stuff. Um, it's amazing when those guys get a chance, like Andy getting a chance in ARCA, once he got some good equipment underneath him, he showed that he could run with anybody who's come up through late models down here. Like Andy was saying on one of the shows that uh, I talked with Andy on, um, one of the guests, uh, Jacob, that was on there, Jacob Perry. Yeah. Uh, we talked about 
what it takes to make it down south or make it in other race divisions. And Andy pretty much told Jacob straight out, you got to knock on doors. Yeah. You, you can't just sit back in the shop and expect people to pick up a phone or send you letters and call. You've got to get out. you got to knock on doors. Uh, you take a guy like Jacob, 17 years old. He's got championships under his belt. Yep. He's driven everything. I mean, literally, when you think about his resume, Tom, he's driven everything from super dirt modifieds Super dirt late models. He's yep. driven pro stock. He's driven the Valenti series, uh, Winston, uh, I'm sorry, the uh, Whalen Modified Tour. Um, he's done the K&N series, the pro truck series up north. He's run 11 different race divisions, including midgets and everything. Yeah. And Andy gave him some of the best advice, being uh, being from up north and everything. Son, you got to knock on doors. you got to get out there and put your name out there and put a resume out there and like you know, like Woody was just saying in the last segment here, given the fact that he's going to be running the tour full time, 2020, uh, I think his mindset was right. He's got the new family, he's got the new baby coming, but he's going to have to possibly make that decision to step aside. And listen, New England has produced some of the best. Oh yeah, drivers have graduated from one division to another. Am I right? Oh yeah, for sure. And and not all of them made to NASCAR, but you, you know, you look at drivers that have come out of the pro stocks, for example, you know, Stan Miservi. I, I met Stan when he was actually crew chiefing for a driver. I started working with back in about 2008 down here. Stan was his crew chief. That guy was amazing in a pro stock. And you know, you've, you've got so many different divisions up there and it's so deep and it's so stacked and they're so competitive, but yeah, there've been a bunch. I mean, you think about NASCAR, you think about Steve Park, you know, you, you think about uh, now Ryan Priest, you think about uh, Mike Stefanik, you think about Teddy Christopher. I mean, and you go back, you know, to the Bouchard brothers. And, and of course, Jeff Bodine originally was from New York, but did a lot of modified racing in New England. You know, you, you think about all of those guys and all of the talent that's come out of there. Just an incredible hotbed for racing. And if you still want to see racing the way it, it, it was you know, 20 years ago in a lot of ways in terms of big crowds and, and really hard-nosed racing on a Saturday night, there are a ton of short tracks in New England where you can go do that. Well, not only is it the drivers, but look at some of the crew chiefs. I mean, the Zipidellis up there from Berlin, Connecticut. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Kevin Magnum, you know, Bono there Bono. from uh, working Kevin back Mannion. with, um, yep. He's working uh, the, with seven, yeah, working with yeah. the 7 New York car, Tommy Baldwin and them. Uh, Tommy Baldwin Jr. stepping up, yep. owning a, a cup team at one time. Now he's involved doing other things with racing. Yep. Uh, I have to look at Steve Park. I mean, these are guys that when I was involved in racing as an, a NASCAR official working with Riverside Park Speedway, I crew chiefed at Stafford. I worked with these guys every weekend, every weekend. And, yep. and, and I go back with Tommy Baldwin and Steve Park when I was actually d down here with a Bush team, and these guys come south. Tommy and Steve come over to my house, and I'll never forget the day we were having a barbecue, and Steve Park got the phone call from Dale Earnhardt about coming to join him on that race team. And, and things like that, a lot of the crew members, uh, guys like Wayne Carroll, Michael Moore used to be the jackman on Dale Earnhardt. He yep. was a jackman and a, and a crewman for Tommy Fern back up there in New England yep. for so many years. The history of New Englanders that are down here now yeah. in the South working, it's, it's just amazing, you know? It really is. Yeah, it uh, definitely is. And, and we're looking forward in the next uh, few weeks. We're hoping to uh, put together uh, to have Ed Flemke Jr. 
who, uh, of course, a, a great modified driver in his own right, but his father, of course, a legend. Steady up there. Eddie Flemke. Steady Eddie Flemke. And uh, I, I'm old enough to remember when his dad was in his heyday and would come to a swiggle and race, and Eddie Jr. as well, and Eddie now with the Raceworks business and doing some other things. So we're going to have Eddie on uh, and hope to have Dan Miservi on from the Pro 4 division, too, up there. And for those who don't know what a Pro 4 is, a four-cylinder car, uh, that's kind of a modified type deal with a four-cylinder motor. And I love, love, love me some Pro 4s. I have since they came to Oswego years ago. Um, they're just a great bunch of racers, and they put on a great show wherever they go. 50 years, uh, Tom, this yep. year, 2019, puts the Pro 4 Modifieds at a 50-year celebration. And Dan Missouri Sr. was one of the originators from that group yep. years ago. Uh, kind of step back a little bit from the um, the CEO and the um, executive standpoint, concentrated on racing. Dan's got four generations of racing now, Doug, Dan, and the grandson, Dan, yep. plus him. And this is a generation now, four-time generation. Dan Sr. is now back in charge of the Pro 4 Modified wow. Series. Um, and, and the national event, this has become a national series. Yeah. Um, and 50-year celebration, think about it. I mean, you can, I don't think you could get a better uh, say, but congratulations and, and kudos to everybody in that race division yeah, for, for the sure. accomplishment of 50 years. Yeah, we're excited to uh, to have those guys on, and, and we'll have more of the Northeast uh, guys as we continue forward here on the show. Uh, but also, we, we are excited about uh, talking to more of the local drivers here in the Carolinas as well, because as much as we talk about New England, you got a whole bunch of drivers in the Carolinas, both pavement and dirt, but the dirt side of things, there is so much history and so much talent down here in the dirt tracks in this region, in Tennessee and South Carolina, Georgia. We're, we're, we're excited to look forward to, to having some of those folks on the show as well and uh, taking kind of a more local and regional approach we want to do more grassroots stuff on this show we'll we'll keep up with the nascar stuff enough to to keep you apprised of what's going on but we're really uh excited about doing more grassroots stuff on the show well you got to remember now dirt racing here has has been around for so many years and we started if you take and go back um uh to the 1940 era when yep. the uh racing actually took effect uh actually open wheel modified class or modifieds 1940 to 1942 before the war when they used to race in the open fields is what we were calling yeah, modifieds sure. back then and dirt racing a lot of the best of the nascar stars started in dirt and, and again true. it all comes down to generations and generations and family traditions of racing uh tiger tom pistones uh we could sit here and talk about how they used to race at the old football stadiums like the chicago Bears soldier field Back in yep. the early 40s to 50s, where else can you go on a Saturday night and put 35,000 people, pay a dollar to get in, and watch stock car racing? Well, guys like Tiger Tom and the Flock Boys and stuff like that, yep. that's where they started their careers, yep. was back in places like that. So there's so much history right here, Tom, between the Dirt Fellas and how they transitioned from yep. Dirt into the NASCAR series. Well, you know, you and I both grew up in the north in in the Northeast, actually in New York. You you in Buffalo, me in Oswego. So we both kind of have our asphalt backgrounds, but I love the dirt too. And 
you know, up there when I was growing up, I mean, uh, for example, Tom Buzzy's running modifieds down here now. You know, his his father, Frank, was one of those dirt drivers from up my way who, you know, just was a legend in the sport. There's so many of those people down here. Plus, of course, all the local legends that you have. And then drivers like Chris Ferguson, Mm -hmm. who are making a national name for themselves in the late models or whatever class. Um, You know, it's it's going to be fun to start uh, introducing some of them to our audience, too. Well, when you stop and think about some of these dirt races, Tom, that they hold, uh, whether it was the old NDRA series yep. or they've gone now into uh, you know the Super Dirt Late Model series, yep. uh, we're talking $50,000 shows. We're yeah. talking $25,000 shows. And I'm not talking $50,000 as a payout. I'm talking 50000 as a top spot, yeah, to 25000 sure. second, 10000 for third. Uh, guys like Dennis Rambo Franklin, um, we used to hold some of the biggest shows down here at Lancaster Speedway yep. in Lancaster, South Carolina. Sumter, Chester, uh, Livonia, Tacoa Speedway, uh, Rome and Dixie Speedway. You Carolina. know, a lot of history right there. Marshall yep. Green, Capital Fabrication guys. Yep. Big history right there, brother. Yeah, yeah we're excited. Like I said, uh, going forward, we're going to. We're going to begin to introduce more of the local flavor into this show. And again, I, I can't wait to do that. I've kind of been out of the uh, the local dirt world a little bit uh, for the last few years, just doing other things. But uh, I know that, that G-Man, you've been keeping up with it and uh, looking forward to uh, to getting back in myself as we go into 2020. We're going to be around the tracks a lot more. So uh, really excited about all of that. We've got more coming up still yet tonight as we continue with Lead Lap here on PMN and WSIC-TV. We will be back in just a moment. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, 
Bolero fireproof underwear, Lifeline fire systems, and even Racecom radio kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media set ya. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Spencer Boyd, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Hey, how cool. Spencer Boyd's going to join us in here in this studio on Thursday for Motorsports Madness, presented by mycomputercareer.edu. Spencer will be in the studio to talk about his Talladega win and uh, what that's done for him because it, it has definitely raised his stock. And uh, he's a young man who, the, the thing I like about Spencer, and I've known him since his days in the Legends cars, he does all of his own marketing. There's nobody that does anything for him. He he's uh, he's on the phone every day, just trying to line all that up and line himself up with race cars to to drive. And um, you know, really proud of Spencer. He's a he's a fine young man and a really really talented racer. Um, and you know, put himself in the right position at, at Talladega to take advantage of you know the opportunity that he did. And that's what point racing is all about: trying to put yourself in the position to take advantage, and boy, he sure did that. Hey, we can say a win is a win, but I'm not going to do that on Spencer. What I'm going to say is just like you did. He had himself in the right position. He held his line. He did something that is so difficult for a driver to do, and that's follow the crew chief's advice. Hold your line. Don't give up the ground. Stay where you're at, and just go. Just be persistent. He's, uh, and you know, that was a great win, too, for Tyler Young and the Young's Motorsports Group because uh, they've worked awfully hard to gain respect in the truck series, and uh, that win certainly did that. But I uh, want to talk about uh, what the one aspect of Martinsville that we haven't talked about yet is the, the juiciest one, I think, uh, after the race on Sunday. Of course, I guess we can, we can start this by um, explaining that uh, – in the closing laps of the race, Denny Hamlin was underneath Joey Logano and Denny ran him up into the wall. And um, so that could Joey, be looked at two different ways, though. Well, Joey didn't care for that. <laughs> I mean, we, you know, you can all you, you make up your own story, but that's what happened. Joey didn't care for that. So Joey went over to talk to him. And I think uh, the phrase was uttered by Joey. You want to go now? I don't know about you, G-Man, but my, my advice to Joey would have been, first of all, don't say that. <laughs> okay. You ain't that big. No. Don't don't go there. Okay. Um, but then, you know, he wanted to talk to, to Denny about all this, and he didn't like the answers Denny gave him. So, 
you know, Denny didn't apologize. He didn't really take ownership of it. Didn't think it was that big of a deal, whatever. So Joey went to walk away and he did sort of a push on the right shoulder of Hamlin. I mean, he didn't push him really hard, but he pushed him. And Denny didn't care for that. So Denny started to go after him. And then Dave Nichols Jr., one of the tire uh, technicians from the 22 team, that's Joey's team, oh, by the way, um, did a nice NFL horse collar on Hamlin and just kind of basically grabbed him and threw him to the ground. Um, and uh, he got fined for that. Uh, breaking news. NASCAR's fine Nichols. And suspended basically, he, I shouldn't say fine. Yeah, he was suspended for a week. So he will not be uh, participating at Texas. He'll have to sit that one out. Uh, but, uh, you know, and, and so obviously neither Logano or Hamlin are very happy right about now with all that that happened. At the end of the day, I mean, in terms of finishes, it really didn't it, it didn't hurt him a whole bunch. I mean, there's still but what, what's your two cents on that whole thing? Well, I'll put about 38 cents worth in. Uh, but I. This history between Denny Hamlin and Joey Logano, this is not the first. Oh, no. The, it these, won't be the last the, these, these two have been going at it like boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they have been up and down. But some people will say that what happened on Sunday was retaliation from a payback from another time. Some will say that um, Hamlin did this and Hamlin did that. But fans and race fans, listen, you got to understand one thing. That's Martinsville. It's a short track. Yeah. You're going to bump. You're going to grind. You're going to push. You're going to shove. Yep. And and it's like Bristol. If you go into Bristol with a mindset that you're not going to get a scratch on that car, you might as well stay home and eat popcorn right. and peanuts and watch a yeah. movie. Just like Darlington. If you've, if you've been to a race at Darlington, you know that Darlington's got a history for wrecking race cars. Yes. But Martinsville. Martinsville has been around since 1949. They didn't pave that track until the 60s. Yep. And when they started that racetrack, they didn't change anything on that racetrack. It stayed a paperclip from the 40s all the way till now. Exactly. Martinsville is Martinsville. When you go to Martinsville, your mindset should tell you, son, it's going to be a rough night. It was a rough night. And uh, so you're basically saying Joey should, should not have been... Well, get over it. No, here's what I'm saying. I mean, I can understand Denny Hamlin and Joey's you know, conflict uh, from the past. But I really think, no, I don't say that Joey should get over it. What I think was, and and I'm going to step out of bounds here and maybe get up on top of my toolbox and boast a little bit, but I think Denny Hamlin was wrong. I think Denny Hamlin did the wrong thing by getting on aggressive. Track? On the track? Okay, okay. On the track. I think he got a little bit too aggressive for what happened, and I think Joey Logano had every right to confront him in the pit area, but the manhandling or touching, I don't go for that. Uh, I don't believe in using a race car for vengeance, and I don't believe in having somebody from your crew. I don't believe in that. I'm a firm believer, and if you want to hash it out with a driver, by all means, go for it. But in the same token, uh, I don't agree with manhandling another driver or a crew member. Uh, I don't go for that at all. But... Like I say, I don't blame Joey. Uh, I stand behind Joey for standing his ground, uh, and I think Danny pulled a. I think he pulled a, a you know, a no-no up on the track. That's Bristol. It's 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 Martinsville. Expect it.
Get used to it. James? So the only thing I think on that is the fact, A, they're both in the playoffs, and they both know what they got to go for. I mean, you got to get by them. One point is one point. We saw how much one point means. One point can be the difference from Hamlin making it or Absolutely. Hamlin missing it. So at a short track, when you have the chance to be aggressive, I think you have to be. And Joey just took it the wrong way. So, I mean, it's Rubbins racing. Well, the crew chief now, I don't mean to cut you out of town, but listen now, during the truck, ra- or during the truck race, uh, or not a cup, uh, the truck race, I'm sorry, during the cup race, okay, the 24 car, the crew chief had told him it's okay to be aggressive, but be smart aggressive. Right. And and this is something, you're right, Red, it's 100% right. Being aggressive at a track like Martinsville, there's nothing wrong with it, but common sense aggressive. See, here's my deal with this. Number one, look, Denny ran him into the wall. I don't think he did it on purpose. I really don't. Maybe he did. I don't think he did. I think he just ran. I think, like you said, I think he was very aggressive. I think he just ran out of race, ran out of racing room. Now, regardless of that, I think Joey had every right to go talk to him. I don't like him laying his hand on him. That was unnecessary. And even Joey admitted I probably shouldn't have shoved him. Um, you know, it's like, do you think? Um, but, you know, here's the, the, the part I don't like. And we've seen this too often this year. Two drivers get into a confrontation. Let the drivers confront each other. We don't need the crew guys taking over, getting in the middle of it. If you're a crew guy and you want to just sort of be there in case, you know, to pull your driver back if you need to, that's fine. But if you're a crew guy and you assault another driver, as far as I'm concerned, get out. You should be suspended. I think Dave Nichols Jr. is lucky he only got a week. Because if if I were sitting in, in NASCAR Brass's shoes, he'd be gone for the rest of the year. We've got, to, we've got to send a message that that's not okay. We don't need the crews getting into a big fight. Let the drivers do what they're going to do. If you need to pull your driver back and he's going to get hurt, well, fine. Pull him back. Don't start another fight. And don't fight the other driver. It's not your fight. Tom, we've seen bigger fines and bigger suspensions come for less than what took place Sunday over yeah, there, I agree. and and I mean we've seen pit fights in the past. Well, it's not the first time. Oh no, seen no, this year no. that the crews ended up fighting more than the drivers did. The same thing happened last week when Custer and uh, who was it? Custer and Reddick got into it. They mm. they basically just sort of you know shoved each other a little bit and then sort of pulled each other to the ground. It was kind of a non-starter, um, and the crews were just violently fighting with each other. It's like guys. You know, this is ridiculous. Well, yeah, and, and again, like I say, it's a shame because here we are down to the countdown with the playoffs here now, getting down to the final few races here. Nichols is suspended for a race now, um, won't be able to come back. Right. He, you're right. He is lucky no fines were imposed because it could have been a very He's easily fine. He's lucky to get a longer suspension. And, and, they, and they, not only that, but they could have carried that if the crew member that was thrown to the ground uh, if there was any retaliations or anything that transpired from right. that, uh, it could have been a whole lot worse situation. Right. Nichols yeah. comes from a family of existing people from racing from back up north. Yep. Uh, the history is there. He should have known better. Uh, and, and I have to, like I say, stand behind the fact that drivers, I'm all for, if they want to have a little discussion with each other, man, let's go for it. Let's talk about it. Now, <laughs> the last topic about this. The imitation that Denny Hamlin did of Joey Logano. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm going to let you walk on that one. I, as far as I'm concerned, all right, James, you and I can play. I haven't seen that yet. Oh, you buddy. I was going <laughs> to chime in on Nichols real quick. I was going to say oh, he's, go he's the tire guy. And um, that's, 
a pretty important position. Key position. I mean, oh, absolutely. Fortunately, JGR is under, They have enough depth. They no, can, Pinsky. But still. Or, uh, yeah, it's a Pinsky. Pinsky yeah. Sorry. Because that guy there um, pretty much determines how the car is laid yeah. out by cross and all that on the way the tires are set up. So a tire guy being suspended for one weekend is a big deal oh, absolutely. for a team like yeah. that. Absolutely. The imitation that Denny did of Joey was fantastic. I'm sorry, it was spot on. That that was that was pretty funny. And see, seen it. there again, you know, I thought Denny's interview was was really funny. I mean, it, there was nothing. I found nothing wrong with the interview. I mean, he explained his side and kind of poked a little fun at Joey. Um, you know, and in fairness, Joey kind of gave it back in in his interview. But you know, these guys have got to just think a little bit more. If you're Joey Logano. I mean, uh, you know, you aren't really built for fighting, okay? Uh, you might want to just leave the pushing and shoving to the guys that can do it um, and just go talk to the guy. I mean, here's, here's the other thing. I mean, you and I have been around a long time. Yeah. Do, do, does a driver ever get the answer he wants right after a race? Absolutely not. It's no, useless never, to confront the other you, guy after a race. That's like asking the question, can you get rich in driving race cars? <laughs> exactly. It's the same thing. The driver never gets the answer he looks for. And and what gets me is if you're going to ask a question, right? Ask a question that yeah. you more than likely are going to get an answer about. Right? Yeah. But don't just sit you're there never and... going to get the answer you no, want after a race. No. Wait till like I... Tuesday or Wednesday and call him on the phone and talk to him about it. All right, back with our lightning round. We <laughs> lap right after this. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. 
HMS serves the majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop into HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a Facebook message and tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent you. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is, like, so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Lead Lab, presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com. Tom and the G-Man and Red all gathered around in the WSIC studios, Statesville, North Carolina, and we are talking racing on the Performance Motorsports Network and also on WSIC TV 25.2 in Charlotte. This is our lightning round. This is kind of where we just have several topics we go through and uh, typically a little faster pace. Every once in a while, we get bogged down discussing one thing or another. So we're going to start with um, we're going to start with our picks for Texas. We've got <coughs> excuse me. We've got Cup and Xfinity racing this weekend. The trucks are off until next weekend when, when they go to uh IMS Phoenix. in Phoenix, but um, all right. So we're going to start with the Xfinity series. And this has been basically a battle of the big three with the occasional appearance by Austin Sendrick or Chase Briscoe, maybe Justin Allgaier. Uh, you know, you've got uh, some guys that jump in and out every now and again, but it's basically come down to the big three, Chris Bell, Cole Custer and Tyler Reddick. Are you going to pick one of the big three, G-Man, or are you going off the board and picking someone outside of that power trio for the win at Texas? Well, I'll tell you, I'm going to shoot the dice here. I'm going to roll a big one right here. I'm not going to hold back here. Last year, Cole Custer pulled a surprise on Bell. This year, I think Bell's got something up his sleeve for him. I like that pick. That's who I was about to say. He's been fast a mile and a half. So he's won there before in a truck. He's proved it. Two for Bell. It. Two dings for Bell. We're not going to get a third ding. I'm not picking Christopher Bell. I'm actually picking Cole Custer. Uh, and, you know, I think Cole, he's he's really in a, in a pocket right now. Um, you know, he's had some bad luck here and there lately, but he is in a pocket. I think Cole Custer gets the win at Texas, the Xfinity Series. And, you know, this is one of those tracks, too, where I think one of the junior motorsports cars could sneak up there. Uh, and I definitely look for Noah Gregson to have a good run, too. They're overdue. Noah's been showing up at the end of races, but I feel like he's overdue to have a complete one, and this weekend might be it for him, and he could be contending. Okay, Cup Series uh, at Texas. And again, playoffs, all kinds of implications, a lot of different ways we could go with this. Which way are you going, G-Man? 
Well, I'm going to stick to my guns. I say Kevin Harvick is going to come out here because of last year's results at 177 laps. But I've got a sleeping dog here in the doghouse that I think you'd all need to watch out for because he is up and down sometimes. But I say keep your eye on Kyle Larson. Mm, young money. Okay, by the way, his spotter, Derek Nealon, going to be one of our guests on the Inside Pass tomorrow morning. We'll uh, talk more about that in a minute. Uh, what you got, Red, for a cup pick? A uh, guy who's won here a lot. Due for a win. As you mentioned, he said it was on a downward slide. I like Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch. Well, you know, this this would be a scenario where you could see Kyle coming out of the woodwork and uh, kind of reestablishing himself as we go down the wire here. But just not, like I said, I'm not feeling it. I, I believe what I see. Can I make an interjection on that? Go ahead. Bad before you do. Yep. I remember, last year in Texas, Kyle Busch wasn't even in the top five. Kyle Busch wasn't even in the top five last year. Yeah, he but does. he always runs good in the Xfinity car truck. As last year was the first time, I think he gets back on pace after a tough schedule. After a tough race last week, he's going to get that head screwed on Here straight. Again, and go brand prove new something. package this year. Okay. I, I don't care about past stats. This is a whole new ball game now. Okay, for me anyway. Um, I'm not looking at past stats. I'm going to tell you, like I said, I believe what I see. And let me tell you what I see. I I see that the Hendrick cars have been have run well in the past there. And I see a Hendrick car that's running well right now. I see a Hendrick car that had some wicked bad luck this past week. I am going with none other than William Byron to get the win at Texas and break through and, uh, and totally mess up the playoff race. He's got a lot of confidence coming out of the weekend of Martinsville here going into Texas. Yeah. So, you know, like I say, it's... Uh... You could be right. You could I, be right. I'm just, I'm telling you, I think Williams do. And I, and I just believe he's going to get the win at Texas. Now, here's, uh, here's where we go next. And that is to tell you about what we got coming up the rest of the week here. Then we'll get to some rumors real quick. Can I sneak something in yeah, real fast? Yeah, go ahead. What are your guys' chances? You just mentioned a Hendrick guy. What are your chances of Jimmy Johnson getting one here? We know he runs good there. What are your guys' chances of him getting a win this year and getting rid I'll of that winless start, streak G-Man. for a while? Go ahead and take that. I'll, I'll tell you what I think. I don't think you'll see it at Texas, but I think you'll see Johnson at Phoenix. See, that's what I was going to say. I think I think if, if I were looking at this, I'd say Jimmy's best shot between these two races. It would be Phoenix. Next two would be ISM and Phoenix. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think Jimmy definitely – you got to always – you got to be uh, – one of these days, him and Cliff Daniels are going to hit it just right. They're going to go get their win. You know that's going to happen. But I don't know. Right now I just – I think you've got two, at least two of the cars – in the 9 and the 24 that are slightly better. And Alex Bowman's not going to be out of the picture either. But, I again, I think Alex next week at uh, ISM will will be a little bit better. But, yeah, I, I'm going with uh, Hendrick Carr to win, and I think it's going to be Byron, and I think Chase Elliott would be my backup pick. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, you, The 48 team really does need a boost. This has been uh, a seriously oh, bad roller coaster yeah. ride for the 48 car. Yep. New sponsors on board some new crew members and things. But, you know, I got I got to say, I've got to go with Tom, too. And like I say, the Phoenix race in the past, I know you don't like past stats, but Johnson has proven himself at these tracks out in the Midwest area and out in the West area. He's had some bad deals. Yeah. This past Sunday was a bad deal for him again. No matter what it takes, this team is not going to give up. And I think they're due, and I'm going to stick with Phoenix. That Look out for the 48-card Phoenix. Okay, uh, with that, we'll talk about what's coming up the next couple days here for programming 
On tomorrow's Inside Pass, we've got two special guests, uh, and they are both very special guests. Chris Rice from Colleague Racing going to be joining us via the Strutmasters.com uh, guest line, as is Derek Neeland, who is who spots for just a ton of different people. He's got drivers from Cup all the way down to K&N and Arca, and uh, Derek's gonna gonna talk to us as well, and that'll be fun to get a spotter's perspective, especially what it's like to spot for somebody like Kyle Larson, because I imagine that uh, that's just a bunch of fun. And then on Thursday, we come back. By the way, Inside Pass, 11 a.m. on WSIC 25.2 TV in Charlotte, WSIC Continuum, uh, local channel four in Mooresville, North Carolina, and all three of WSIC's radio stations, 105.9. FM 100.7 FM 1400 AM and oh by the way if you're outside of our area and you want to hear the show live you can get the TuneIn app and just type in WSIC news and you'll uh, you'll find it you can listen live from anywhere uh, and of course the show afterward will be available on demand again just go search Race Chaser Radio you'll find all of our shows after the live show is over um, on your favorite podcast platform okay. We've got about five minutes or so, four minutes left. I um, want to talk about some news and rumors. First of all, um, somebody asked me earlier if we were going to have an update about this. We do not know any more about Matt Tift uh, than, than what we knew uh, from Martinsville yesterday. M- Matt, uh, not in the car over the weekend because he had a, a, a medical issue on Friday, was, in, was transported by stretcher to the hospital there was released later, went back home, does not know the full circumstances of what happened. Um, I would like for all of us who are watching, listening to the show to just pray uh, for Matt because uh, we know that obviously he had a brain tumor uh, a little while back that, uh, you know, they they were able to successfully remove. But, um, you know, you just never know. And I don't want to, I don't, I'm not, leading anywhere except to say that we don't know exactly what happened. And Matt said he would provide us with an update as soon as, as soon as that is known. We don't know what his status is for Texas, but um, you know, it's, it is possible. You may see a substitute driver in the car. They had crafted over the weekend. I don't know if they would use him again, uh, red because the trucks won't be there. Maybe, you know, you might see a Cole Custer perhaps, or someone else get the call, but um, we're not sure of what Matt's status is. That's just what I was about to ask. Do you think they go back to Crafton, or do you think they go to the one that a lot of people go with, Regan Smith? Because well, most of the time when they go with a sub, a lot of people go to Regan Smith. Yeah. I mean, I know LFR Super did with sub. us. We did. Yeah. Super we sub. went with him, and then all the times that other people were um, hurt and sick as well, they went to Regan, and I was yeah. just wondering if you think More than likely, the they'll leaders. probably bring Regan into there and keep Crafton tuned up for the you never finals, know. The I mean, final week, but you never know. You never um, know. And again, it could still be crafted, but I think he's going to have to be cleared by NASCAR before he can get back in the car. So we'll see where that goes. Okay. Um, we we mentioned uh, the uh, crew member for Penske, uh, tire technician Dave Nichols, getting suspended uh, for one week, one race, uh, for uh, the nice NFL um, horse collar, horse collar <laughs> that he put on Denny Hamlin. So uh, he will not be at the track this weekend. Um, silly season continues to grow and to build. And I, I believe that, uh, we're going to get at least one major announcement, um, this Wednesday coming out of, um, the NASCAR hall of fame pursuant to our motorsports, whether it be in the ARCA series or maybe a NASCAR series for next year. So that is a series that Andy Sice has been connected to. So we'll see what happens 
perhaps maybe a full-time run in the series for our motorsports in 2020. That's just my guess. Um, and also there is a, uh, another uh, big media deal coming up next week at uh, the dirt track at Charlotte. We're going to get to go and get rides in a two-seater late model with Clint Boyer. And yes, I will be there. That is going to be fun. Chris Bell's going to be there as well. Are you uh, getting a ride in one of those things? Absolutely. They're giving the media rides. Look, he's going to be staying oh, there the awesome. night before. You guarantee you, you that. You betcha. I will be in place for that. And we will also cover the one on Wednesday. So stay with Race Chaser Media on Facebook and Twitter for all of the latest from the Hour Motorsports uh, presser on Wednesday morning. We've got about a minute left here. Uh, so thank you, G-Man, and welcome to the show. Looking forward to working with you in the future. It was my pleasure, and guys, I'll tell you what, I had an absolute blast tonight, and I thank you for allowing me to sit in here in the co-pilot's chair. Looking forward to doing a lot more segments. Red, thank you for the outstanding job you did Absolutely. with us here tonight. Red's our awesome. guests, everybody, thank you for listening to Race Chasers. That's right. Thanks to, to the folks from WSIC and, of course, our sponsors, mycomputercareer.edu, strutmasters.com, and our presenting sponsor, HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at HMS Motorsport. Com for the G-Man and Red and all of the folks from WSIC, the Performance Motorsports Network as well. My name is Tom Baker. It has been our pleasure to be with you for another Monday night of Motorsports Conversation. Search Race Chaser Radio on your favorite podcast platform in case you missed any of it. Have a great night. Bye. You've been listening to Lead Lap Radio powered by HMS Motorsport. The leaders in motorsports safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com. Lead Lap Radio is a Race Chaser Media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, and visit racechasermedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.